and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one blessed page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Psachim 102, we have words to live by. Listen to this. Rav Huna said that Rav Sheshet said, one does not recite two sanctifications, i.e. for two mitzvot, such as grace after meals and kiddush over one cup. What is the reason for this halacha? Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, because one does not perform mitzvot in bundles. If someone performs multiple mitzvot all in one go, he gives the impression that they are a burdensome obligation that he wants to complete as fast as possible. Here, to help us unpack this momentous bit of wisdom is my dear friend and teacher, the host of the incredible Good Faith Effort podcast that all of you who listen and enjoy Take One need to subscribe to pronto, Dr. Rabbi Ari Lam. Hello. Well, it is awesome to be here. So Ari, tell me, this notion that we're not permitted to do two mitzvot, like saying grace after meals and doing a kiddush over one cup, that we're not allowed to bundle our mitzvot, as it were, what might it teach even those of us who are not particularly observant? Well, this lesson, you know, 1,500 years after the rabbis of the Talmud taught this to the Jewish people, this was the lesson that Jim Halpert had to learn in that episode of The Office, right, where he tries to <laughs> make everybody's birthdays all at once just to get them out of the way so it doesn't waste time, right? I was wondering <laughs> which 90s sitcom you're, or 2000s sitcom you're going to bring up. It was between that and Parks and Rec, so I'm glad it's The Office today. <laughs> exactly. Well, you got you to gotta start with the Old Testament before you get to the New Testament of uh, Parks Correct. and Rec, you know. So it bespeaks a certain way of looking at the world because there are two ways that you could think about the way that obligations impact our lives. The first way is to see obligations as a series of box that we need to check off in order to get the people who are obliging us, who are placing those obligations upon us to leave us alone. Because the assumption being that we'd be better off without them. And the truth is all of the tech that we now have at our fingertips and in our pockets every day has enabled us to do just that at a higher level of sophistication and efficiency than at any time in human history, right? So you know, if you go on Amazon, you never have to look at a product that you don't want to look at. If you go on Netflix, you never have to watch a TV show. You never have to even be suggested to watch a TV show that Netflix doesn't think you already want to watch. If you go on a dating app, you can find exactly the right person that you want to be matched with and you don't really have to put much thought into it. And there are obviously advantages to this. And Amazon is incredible and it's enabled us to have so much during a time of scarcity. And, you know, all of these these things can bring a lot of blessing to our lives. But aside from the obvious and statistically quantifiable harm that this does to us in the sense that allowing just more exacting matching has kind of <laughs> helped America resegregate along racial lines, you know, aside from like the actual real harm that this is doing, people don't right. marry people outside of their class. They don't talk to people outside of their class. How many people who are wealthy have never even met a poor person in their lives? You know, once upon a time, you would encounter all sorts of people in a community. Now we never have to do any of those things. But we shouldn't therefore be surprised when the end result of this is that people are disconnected from others. People feel lonely. Loneliness was on the rise long before the pandemic, and it's only been exacerbated by COVID. Suicide is up. Violence is up. Polarization is up. All of the symptoms of a world in which we have told ourselves and each other that we want nothing to do with each other unless it is convenient for us. All of the symptoms of such a world have come to pass. Now, there's another way of looking at obligations which is that they are an opportunity for a relationship. When somebody places an obligation upon us, that's their way of saying, I want to be a part of your life. 
And I'll just put this in personal perspective. I remember the first time during the pandemic when, you know, obviously for, for a long time because of public health circumstances, we weren't able to pray with a minion with 10 people. And in a sense, you could look at it and say, well, you know, praying during the week and on the Sabbath and on Shabbos is so much easier because you don't have to pray with a minion. And I remember the very first time that I got to pray with a minion when the weather got warmer and it was safer and we were all, you know, six feet away from each other and all that kind of thing. I cried. I cried because it wasn't that I had to pray with a minion. It was that I got to pray with a minion. And it was a way for me to finally engage that community that I had been craving for so long. And it was a way for me to almost connect to my creator in a way that I had been craving for so long and that it felt like it was missing during those awful, horrible months where we were all locked away. I think that's the way that this Talmudic passage is encouraging us to look at mitzvot and the the religious obligations or, or family obligations or social obligations that we have. Don't look at them as boxes that you have to tick off because that's the way to get all these people out of your life and to stop bothering you. Look at them as opportunities to create relationships with the people you love, the friends who will make your life meaningful, and even the people in your life who you may not want to spend too much time with. Those are the people who are going to be there for you when the chips are down. And it's an opportunity to rekindle a relationship with, with God. And so we take our time when we're doing mitzvot. We make a separate blessing on each one of them. And the reason we make a separate blessing on each one of these mitzvot is because each one in turn to us is a blessing and we have to treat it as such. This wisdom comes to you courtesy of our guest today, Rabbi Dr. Ari Lam, his podcast, Good Faith Effort, the gratitude all ours. Rabbi Lam, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.